Welcome to the Covenant Life Church Podcast. We hope this message allows you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Well, man, it is so good to see all of you this morning. We are going to just jump in and continue on our series this morning on what if. What if. Turn to your neighbor and say, what if. Hallelujah. So today, um, today I want to talk about something we, we, you know, we, we know about it, we hear about it, um, but um, it's such a practical part of our life and our walk with the Lord. So let me just ask you this morning, have you ever faced a situation where you didn't know what to do? Huh? If, you, if you're not nodding your head, you're lying, Right? Praise God. But all of us have been there. Something we didn't know what to do. So what did you do about it? Right? I heard somebody say they figured it out. Amen. But you had to do something or you may have chosen to do nothing. Right? And, and the situation never changed. It's still the same situation or the same reoccurring situation that you may have or I may have in my life. And so... <laughs> Did you just wing it? Anybody ever winged it? Right? Now, I, I'm from true redneck country, right? All right. Do I have any other fellow rednecks in the house, right? Hey, hey duct tape can fix a lot of things, right, temporarily. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you didn't have, you know, the answer, you don't have the exact part, you just kind of fabricate it or make it up. Right. But, but have you ever just, you know, you just won it and you just, you know, I'm going to do this and hopefully this works. Right. And how many of you know, sometimes it worked. Right. Let me say, you know, I love it when a plan comes together. Right. But you had no plan. You just literally winged it, you know, um, or it didn't work. Right. And you were back to square one or it may have put you two or three steps backwards. Right. It's kind of like not reading the instructions. You know, at times, I, I, I don't know about you, but putting things together, I used to just, you know, I'm mechanically inclined. I enjoy that. Um, but, you know, when you're four hours into a swing set, it's midnight before Christmas morning and you still have pieces on the ground and it's 32 degrees, you kind of wish you may have read the instructions, <laughs> right? So um, that's what I say. You know, what do the instructions provide for you? They provide knowledge, but they also provide wisdom most of the time. Sometimes instructions are no good, right? Anybody ever had that? Just a bunch of random pictures and doesn't say anything in detail. Amen. But how many of you all know we, we need wisdom? I mean, we need knowledge. That's important, but we need wisdom. And for today, my definition of wisdom is the correct application of knowledge. I, 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 I have a knowledge about a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that I know how to use it effectively. And what I've learned over time, and even in my own life, is that we know a lot about God, but the question is, is do we have the ability to apply it to where it works? Come on. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to read the Bible and get knowledge and then it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't work. 
Well, the, the, the chasm between it working or not working is wisdom. It's knowing how to apply things correctly in my life so that it does something because I can be armed with knowledge. I'm around people all the time that are armed with knowledge. The problem is they hadn't heard all the questions yet. I'm around that all the time. You know, and even I've done that in my own life. I thought I knew the answer. I was convinced that I, I knew the answer to it because I've got this background or I've got this knowledge or, or I'm succeeding in this or, or I've done this before. But the problem is, is you, maybe you haven't heard all the questions yet. And so we can make decisions based on limited knowledge, but maybe not the full wisdom right, of a situation. We see it all the time, and I, I mean, we see it in, in the secular arena all the time. We see it in the news. How many of you, you read an article, you see a blurb come across, and you've already formulated a response, but yet you didn't realize you didn't have all the information. So you had some knowledge, but you really didn't have any wisdom about it. And we live in that world today because knowledge has exponentially increased. The resource of knowledge has exponentially increased. The problem is, is that wisdom has not exponentially increased. And we find ourselves making decisions on things in life, our personal lives, our kids, and you know, the world we live in, our jobs. It, it doesn't matter. This applies to every arena of life. But the question is, is having wisdom. And so when you don't know what to do, how many of you have ever paid somebody to make it right? Come on now. You know, I've got a situation right now with my son, Austin. He's got um, some plumbing issues. <laughs> I heard some, oh, you know, yeah, oh is right. Because the person that did it the first time had some knowledge, but they didn't have wisdom. And so now we got to find out and fix it. And so I've, I can do some plumbing. I can change out a toilet. I can change out some pipes. I can do, like, I've got some knowledge. It's limited, but I got some knowledge. But this exceeded my knowledge, right? And so we called some plumbers out, and they gave us their response. And their response was a very high ticket price. And I'm not saying they were, they're, they're really correct in that sense, but, but in my spirit, I, I'm like, there's no way we're going to do it that way. There's no way we're going to pay for that. Now, I'm not a cheap person. I, I want to do things right. Amen. But I just didn't feel like it was the right thing or the right approach. You see, we can be led by the spirit in our life and know you don't have to know all the knowledge to make a wise decision. I'm going to show you today because we have the help of the Holy Ghost. And I can't tell you how many times in my life I may not have had the full knowledge of something, but in my spirit I knew something. And then I can tell you the times where I had knowledge and I thought I knew the answer, but in my spirit was telling me something different and I ignored my spirit because in my head it all seemed to line up. 
and it ended up being the wrong decision. Come on, anybody ever been there? So I want to, again, talk about what if we had wisdom for everything? What if you had wisdom for everything, right? We all face the same challenges. There's nobody in here that we don't necessarily face the same challenges in some capacity. I realize that every situation may not be perfectly the same, but we face the same challenges, right? We all face, we all face financial issues. Come on, we all, we all face financial issues on some level. We all face financial issues. And many times we look at it and say, well, I have a, a money problem. And I would say to you that most of the time it's not a money problem. You have a wisdom problem, right? We face relationships in our marriage, our marriages. There's not a marriage in here that hadn't been through challenges, that hasn't had to overcome things. Listen, a marriage that's healthy and solid is not a marriage without challenge. It's a marriage that has applied wisdom. You listen to me. I'm going to help you this morning because wisdom applies in every aspect of our life, health issues. Now, I realize there's, there's things to that, so don't try to read in too much, but sometimes it's just a wisdom problem, right? I realize there's certain things that can happen that were beyond that, but even when we're faced with, with things like that, there still is wisdom on how to approach it. Now, you listen to me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not telling you you won't have challenges. I'm not telling you that, that everything you face is your fault. But I am going to tell you that wisdom answers everything. It answers everything in our life. It's just about making wise decisions in our life. What about children? <laughs> Come on now. Y'all all silent like, you know, my children are perfect. Come on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, some of us have, you know, maybe greater challenges than others, but, but I found that with my kids, every one of my four kids were different. Every challenge that they faced was different. And the way that I had to walk them through it was different. Other than principles, but I had to have wisdom on what to do and how to do that. And I'll be honest, I can tell you the mistakes that I made, and I've made plenty of them. When I was, Julie and I were children's pastors, we didn't have any kids, right? And we're taking care of 150 plus kids every week. And when you take care of 150 kids plus every week, you begin to think that you know something, <laughs> You, know what I'm saying? you begin to think, did you know something? You know what? You only got three? I got 150. The problem was they didn't live with me. Come on. So it's real easy in life, and, and you, it doesn't mean I didn't know anything. Okay? There were things that we didn't know, but we didn't know all the questions. Why? Because we didn't know the questions till we had our own. And then we found out there were questions that we never knew we were supposed to even ask. Right? 
And through that, we are able to get wisdom and gain insight and make it through. I'm here to tell you, you can make it through. Amen? You will make it through. And God cares about that. So what about our jobs? Whether it's finding a job, keeping a job, succeeding at a job, wisdom. Comes back down to wisdom. Knowing what to do, how to correctly apply the knowledge that I have or the things. Listen, all the way down to we pay, some of us pay, we pay people to do our taxes. Why? Because we don't know everything. And we're counting on this person having knowledge, but not only knowledge, but wisdom that's going to help me. And so I'm paying for that. I'm paying for their wisdom. I'm paying for their insight. I'm paying for their understanding. All right? And so lest I forget, even what about church? And, And coming to church, being a member of a church, serving in a church, whatever it may be, there's a lot of nuances to it. Right? And so being both a person who grew up and served in a church as a volunteer all the way to being a pastor, I have, there's knowledge that I have. There's things that I know. There's things that I can look at and I can tell you how that's going to turn out. Not because I'm, you know, anything special, but because I've been around and there's things that I've experienced. There's things that I know. There's things that I know in my spirit. And so when we talk about just life and all the things that are a part of it, Wisdom is a huge part of our life. Amen? So, what do I do in my current situation? How do I get through it? How do I get over it? How do I get around it? You know what I'm saying? Whatever the answer is, I need wisdom in my life today. Every day, I need wisdom to make decisions in order to progress in life, in order to move forward in life. And many times we're just like, God, if you'll just change this, if you'll just fix this, God, if you'll just, you know, do a magic eraser and make everything fine. Listen, God can do things things like that. He can do things supernaturally. He has done that in our life. But if you don't have wisdom, then you'll find yourself back in that same situation. You'll find yourself repeating, going around the mountain, if you will. You'll find yourself repeating that in your life because wisdom is where freedom comes from. Wisdom is where victory comes from. Wisdom is where um, I overcome in life because I have been given wisdom and I know what to do. And I'm going to show you that God's not withholding wisdom from you. God loves you. He's for you. He wants to help you. He wants to show you. He wants to reveal to you the things that you need to do. Now, here's the problem that I've seen. I've, I've experienced it in my own life. And, of course, my life is people. And so I see it all around me. Amen. And the problem is, is that many times we don't seem to want to listen to wisdom. We want, I mean, we ask for it. And I'll be guilty of this. I admit it. I've asked for it. I've been given it. Doesn't matter what arena it is. And I've decided I'm going to do it a different way. Right? Not a different way because the Holy Ghost was telling me. But a different way because I didn't want to change something. 
Let me just tell you, many times whenever we receive wisdom about something, it's going to have a, a, a place where we're going to have to do something different. It's going to require change. And many times God will send wisdom into your life. It's like, well, you know, Holy Ghost, help me. Well, God sends a person sometimes with wisdom. And it's up to you to recognize whether that's the wisdom of God speaking to you or that's just somebody's opinion. But you can have discernment. You can have understanding in that. You can know what to do with that. We have so many voices in our life speaking into our ears, speaking into our lives, so many voices. I want to know the voice of wisdom. I want to know what God has to say about the matter. But that doesn't mean God won't use people. And I don't mean just random people, okay? But I'm talking about people that have insight, they have understanding, they have wisdom in things. And then when we don't listen, what does that mean? That means that we actually are treating God the same way. Because if you don't know the voice of wisdom, it doesn't matter if it comes to this person, that person, or a burning bush in your front yard. Come on now. Many times they say, well, I'll listen. I'll do it, God, if you just, man, light my front yard on fire. You know, let me know that I know that I know. And all you need is the witness of the Spirit to know whether something is wisdom or not. And sometimes we're looking for that, you know, proverbial, you know, God in the wind, God in, in the big thing. And, and really it's the still small voice that wants to speak into our life. And so in our life, you know, as we're serving the Lord, especially if it's recurring in our life, it's something that I never seem to get through, get over, something that I never seem to get past, I can almost guarantee you that wisdom is going to require a significant change. And I'm not telling you change is easy, but I will tell you that change is necessary. And change is only necessary if it's necessary. And there's times in our life that the older we get, the more locked in we get. Well, this is the way I've been doing it, and, and I'm not changing. I'm not talking about principles, right? Principles are unchangeable. But there are methodologies that change in our life. The way we go about doing things sometimes need to change. Why? Because society changes, culture changes. Now, don't read into this. I'm not talking about sin, and I'm just talking about just things, period. I'm not talking about being more accepting of sin or things like that. That's not what I'm saying today. I'm just talking about wisdom. So, we have some examples of that. So, how many of you know who King Solomon was? Son of David. David dies. King Solomon you know, steps into place in First Kings. I'm not going to read it all for time. First Kings chapter 3, verses 5 through 14. Solomon basically is praying, and he's saying, God, give me wisdom. Give me a discerning heart so that I can lead these people basically correctly. That's my paraphrase. But Solomon is asking God not for wealth, not, you know, riches, not asking him for all these houses or just things. He's saying, God, you've put me as the leader over these people, and God, I'm asking you to give me wisdom so that I can lead them in a way that is right before your eyes. And so what does God do? God answers. 
And he says, Solomon, you've asked correctly. I'm just giving you the paraphrase. You can go back and read it. I'm answering you, I'm answering, you've asked correctly. And because you've asked for wisdom, not just wisdom, but wisdom in order to lead my people, another wisdom to be able to do what I've called you to do and to do it effectively, because you've asked for that, I will give you all the other things that you didn't ask for. He said, listen to what God tells Solomon. He says, so much so that there has never been anybody like you, and there will never be anybody like you. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? Just simply over asking for wisdom. How many of you think wisdom ought to be important in our life? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 16, the Bible talks about a spiritual wisdom. Talks about a wisdom that's not of this age. It says if the rulers had even known what was going to happen, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. They would have never crucified Jesus had they known. They didn't have the wisdom of God. All they had is what they saw. And so when you look at that and God says, listen, the natural man, it's in this whole passage, does not understand the things of God. It doesn't receive the wisdom of God. So this is not a natural, just carnal wisdom. This is a spiritual wisdom that brings insight into spiritual things. That's why you don't sit there and try to get in argument with somebody who's not born again. I don't care how much of the Bible they know. They don't have revelation. They don't have insight. All they have is a basic knowledge, and you can come up with all kinds of things from there. I'm not going to argue with an unsaved person. I will, I will talk to you about salvation, but I don't need to prove to you that God exists. Romans 1 already proves it. All you got to do is look at creation. All you got to do is look and see that God created, that there was a master behind everything that we see in this earth. It's natural that there is a creator behind it. It's not my job to prove. I, God doesn't need me to prove him. The Bible says it's within every man to know that God exists. Now, I need to lead you to Jesus but even in that, it's the Holy Spirit's job to bring conviction and to open their eyes. It's not me beating them up with the word or beating them up over their sin, right? The goodness of God leads us to repentance. So I want you to understand that there is a wisdom that is not of this age. There's a wisdom that is greater than just the wisdom of this world and your ability to operate in this world. There's a higher wisdom. And 1 Corinthians 2 talks about it. And I would encourage you to go and you can read that. But one of the greatest places we can read about wisdom and the necessity or the importance of wisdom is in Proverbs. Right? And so if you haven't read Proverbs, I encourage you to do that. But Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, it says, To know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, of justice, of judgment and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now listen, but fools despise wisdom 
and instruction. So we have here in the book of Proverbs, and we're reading about wisdom, and Proverbs speaks a whole lot about it, and the Bible says that a fool despises it. But a wise person is going to seek out wise counsel. I remember years ago, um, a, a young man that, that we knew uh, in the church, he came to us um, with a, a, a young lady that he was wanting to marry. And, you know, we met, we talked about it and all of that. And, and I remember afterwards, I didn't say it in the meeting, but afterwards I, I talked to him separately. And I said, hey, I said, you're about to make a huge mistake. I mean, all things in the natural looked all right, but I said, you're about to make a huge mistake. And I don't say this very often. It's been a few times, but I said, this is not, I'm just telling you, you know, I said, you got to hear from God. You need to make your own decision. But I'm telling you, and within, and within the next couple of weeks, he backed out. And you say, well, Pastor Rob, that was harsh. No, because he's married today, very successful business guy. And he still remembers. And every time I might talk to him or run into him, not very often, he reminds me of that. He trusted that. He didn't argue and say, yeah, but, 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 but. He listened to who? Not me. He listened to the Spirit of God. He listened to wise counsel. Right? And so in our life, those things are important. In our life, God has put people in our life. God has given us people that are skilled and have wisdom in all different facets, amen, of life. And we need to learn to tune in and to hear when God is speaking because wisdom is so important to us. Proverbs 24, 3 says, wisdom builds a house. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. You want to build your house, you want to build your marriage, build your family, build your house. It is built by wisdom and understanding, and God has all the answers for it. And I'm not going to tell you it's going to be without challenge. I'm not going to tell you you're going to make all the right decisions. There's not a person in this place that has made all the right decisions. We're all fallible in that, in that manner, but our desire is to listen and to hear and to follow what God has to say. And when we heed the wisdom of God in our life, then God said, why? It's because God's the one speaking the wisdom. So many times, I've done it I, so many times in my own life, all I can see is the person in front of me. And because I can see the person in front of me, I can't hear the God behind them. I can't hear it. And that's whether it was my father, right? Because we know our parents. I mean, you know, I realize there's some you may not, but I knew my father. And I knew his mistakes. Some, some big ones. Right? But that doesn't mean that I don't pick up the phone and call him. Say, Dad, what do you think about this? Because I've learned that even in his, in his, his, his frailness, that there are certain things that God will use him and speak wisdom into my life that I can apply and I can grow in and I can mature in and it'll help me in life and help me move forward. I'll just tell you, if you're not careful, you'll write people off in your life over things. 
And, and what I've learned is that if God will use me to speak wisdom <laughs> and, and my fallibility and my mistakes, he'll still use me. He didn't just kick me to the curb and say, you know, well, you messed up on this or you messed up on that. I mean, I could go through a whole list of 30 years of ministries of mistakes, but somehow God still wants to use me. Sometimes I wonder. Amen. But then I realize it's not me anyway. It's got to be God. It's got to be, be him that's wanting to use our lives. God will use people in your life. He'll use your spouse. Amen. He can use your parents. He can even use your kids. Now, kids don't get a high horse on that, right? But sometimes he can. He can use them to drop a nugget or for you to hear something. Amen. Listen to what James chapter 1 verse 5 says. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach. Isn't that good news? And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Anybody ever struggled with that? It's like you ask for counsel and you get counsel and it's this way, but you're, you're, you're just having a trouble because you also think, well, what if? And so you've got this, well, if I do this, and then what if I do this? And next thing you know, you're more confused than when you began because you've let too many voices and you won't, you won't choose. And you become unstable in your life. Because you have too many things going on and you haven't grounded yourself to hear the wisdom of God. But James says we can ask for it. If you lack it, ask for it. God's not withholding from you. Amen. He's not withholding from you. God's not up there saying, well, let me let them suffer for a little while. No. He's written a whole book for you. I mean, actually, it's a bunch of books. You know what I'm saying? But, but he's written that for you so you and I could know how to live. And then he's put his spirit in us to lead and guide us into all truth, who is the spirit of wisdom, to help us take this word and receive from it and apply it to our lives. Listen, Ephesians 1.17, the apostle Paul prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in what? The knowledge of him. He'd give you wisdom to know God. So that I can walk with God. I can know God. Amen. Isaiah um, 11.2 talks about Jesus. It says the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom would rest upon Jesus. Luke chapter 2 verse 40. It says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom. Filled with wisdom. So there is a supernatural wisdom that you can walk in. It's not just based on knowledge. There is a level of wisdom that you can walk in. And it comes from the Lord. But it's because you apply yourself to that. So Proverbs 2.6, I'm just going to kind of close out with reading you some more scriptures. Proverbs 2.6, it says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. 
Proverbs 4, 5 says to get wisdom and get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Proverbs 8, 11, it says wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Proverbs 16, 16 says how much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. When we're young, the thought is, is, well, if I just had more money. As we get older, sometimes that begins to change and say, well, if I just really had more wisdom on what to do. Listen, I want to challenge you, no matter what your age is, if you will pursue wisdom, blessing comes with wisdom. God's blessed you. It is there, but blessing is accessed by faith, but it's accessed through wisdom. In our life, it's accessed that way. And if I just turn my face away from wisdom in my life, then I don't care how blessed God says you are, you won't walk in it. You won't walk in victory. You won't walk in freedom. You won't walk in the things that have been paid for. You don't have to earn them. But wisdom gives you the ability to learn how to access it and apply it and walk in the freedom that Jesus paid for you. You see what I'm saying? Accessing it is not the same as paying for it. If I said, hey, for every one of you, there's $10,000 and it's free, it's paid for, right? And I said, it's available to you, but I said, you need to go to this place and you need to go to this locker and you need to type in this code to get it. The money could be sitting there and it's free. You don't have to earn it, but you got to know how to get it. You got to know how to access it. Well, wisdom helps us to access it. And wisdom helps us to overcome. Wisdom helps us to move forward. Amen. Proverbs 11.2, and I think this is a big one. It says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Listen, we have to keep a humble attitude and heart before God. Humility is not, is not lack of confidence. Humility is not me looking at myself and diminishing myself in front of people. Or That's not humility. Moses was, you know, it's realizing that anything that I have, anything that I have in my life that's good didn't come from me. It came from the Lord. And you can say all day long, well, I work for that. That's fine. People strive and work all day long. There's people that are hell bound and they're wealthy. Or they're hell bound and they've got this or they've got that. I'm not saying you can't succeed in this world. But there's a difference between that in my life and my marriage or whatever where I'm seeking wisdom and I'm wealthy. Right? But it's because of what he's done. Amen. Now I've put my hand to the plow. I've done my part. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it isn't going to cost you anything. Or you don't just ask any of the, the people in here that are successful. The men and women of God that are succeeding in life, they're going to tell you success comes with work. Come on now. But it's not a natural striving where you do it all in your own ability. Amen. It's the wisdom of God working in their lives and through them. Um, the Bible says he would give us power to get well. Well, that's not just the ability. That's also wisdom. Proverbs 31, she goes and buys this field. 
right? You have wisdom that operates in people's lives and flows through them. I know people all day long, you could take all the money away from them and go put them in the middle of nowhere with nothing and they'll be right back where they came from. And it's because they've learned to walk in wisdom and they've learned to walk with the Lord. There's people, there's, there's that grace and that's gifting in their life. So listen, success in the kingdom of God is not elusive. You having a strong marriage is not elusive. You raising your kids right is not elusive. You being able to have good friendships or relationships is not elusive. You being able to do well on your job or if you have your own business to succeed, God wants to excel you in that. That's not elusive. God wants you to succeed and he wants to bless you. He wants you to overcome. He wants you to have victory. But the root of all of that is going to be found in wisdom. And the number one place that we get wisdom is from his word, right? And then also there's other people that God will put in your life to be able to speak wisdom, right? Because he loves you. And sometimes you got to humble yourselves to be able to hear it. I've had people over the years of my life that God has used. And when I left, I, I, I was humble because I realized that, I, 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 and I, I know this, I don't like it. I don't like to be wrong. I could admit that all day. I hate being wrong. Personality, I don't, I don't know, but I don't like being wrong. But I've been wrong many times, right? And I've been humbled by that many times. So what do you do with it? You just keep seeking for wisdom, right? Because at the end of the day, our lives are just pursuing the Lord Jesus and allowing him to work through us and accomplish his purpose and his plan. Amen. And I just want you to know today that whatever you're facing, come on, whatever you're facing, there's wisdom. Are you hearing me? There's wisdom. And that wisdom will work. And it'll bring you through it. It'll bring you over it. It'll bring you around, whatever it is. But wisdom will get you where you need to go. Amen. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. We are so excited that you joined us today. For more information, go to myclc.church. Have a great day.